Hey everybody, it's Matt Hardman here with another episode of the Race Nerd Podcast here on CKCC Radio. Your home for the plethora of programming. Thank you for tuning in. Ah, I am, if you can hear the ceiling fan going, I am actually recording from home today on um, my laptop system. So we'll see how this goes. I am sitting here on a Friday... A nice, warm, muggy uh, July Friday. So I am sitting inside, fan going, a cold bush light in my hand. And I am doing this as we are in the dog days of summer. Wow. I don't know why they call it the dog days of summer because it is hot. I'd rather be in the hot tub, but I am here with you. Uh, not that the hot, hot tub's not a bad decision, but I am here with you regardless. And we are going to talk about some racing uh, on the NASCAR side, some rumors, talk about the IndyCar series, and stuff like that. Um, before I get any further, uh, I want to um, tell you guys, if you haven't checked out... Uh, CKCC on Redbubble. You can find some awesome shirts there. Um, I know Chris has done a lot of work to to keep CKCC radio going. So I, I really thank him. Uh, you, you guys could thank him as well. Uh, not just by joining our Patreon page, which is uh, if you search patreon.com CKCC radio. Um, you can find lots of great content from uh, CKCC radio founder Chris O'Mealy, uh, Jeff Trellowitz has some bonus episodes of his shows. I know there's a bonus episode of the A Show, which I could not stop laughing. And this is a uh, a unedited version of one of their shows. It's hilarious. Um, but you could find all that, and that's like five dollars a month. I'm a uh, patron as well as a content creator, so I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, so check that out, but definitely check out the, the red bubble. Um, lots of great shirts, stuff like my vocabulary is not family friendly. Uh, and s- along with so many other phrases and quotes, um, not just from the show, uh, but, um, from, <clears throat> sorry, from their shows. Let me, let me rephrase that. Quotes from many shows, you could get yourself a t-shirt with the CKCC radio logo, um, stickers, stuff like that. And I'm sure Chris has got more stuff in the works. Um, so definitely do that. It's 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 for a great cause. It really is. Um, helps keep the program running. Um, helps keep uh, the web page, uh, all the podcasting that we do. Uh, so this way, you're you're never missing episodes. So definitely check it out. I'm probably gonna grab a uh, a t-shirt soon. <laughs> um, you know, but I got bills, and I know we all got bills, but it's the little things. And you know, Patreon's definitely one of those little things. You know, like I said, five dollars a month um, is is something I think we can all afford, considering I. Bought an iced latte at Dunkin'. That was well more than five dollars. 
uh, yesterday. Uh, so five dollars a month is nothing, especially compared to if you have Netflix or whatever, paying fifteen dollars, and there ain't a whole lot on Netflix that I'd watch anyway. Uh, but anyway, um, we got some racing to talk. Racing, we've got Fourth um, of July weekend uh, for the for the uh, the stock car circuit, uh, NASCAR in Road America. Where else? Where else for Fourth of July? Well, outside of Daytona, but that's a whole nother story. I'm not going to get into that one right now. Um, we're you would picture a 4th of July NASCAR weekend, then Road America. Uh, we'll talk about the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series running at Road America. Uh, the IndyCar Series running at Mid-Ohio, I believe it was. Uh, let me just check here on my laptop. I believe it was Mid-Ohio. Um, then we also have the... Uh, the SRX series running at Stafford Springs, um, you know, and we'll talk about all that. Uh, we'll talk about uh, some rumors that have come through the garage within the last couple of weeks. We'll talk about the 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 big controversy coming out of Road America, actually, um, involving uh, one of Dale Jr.'s drivers. So sit back, relax, grab yourself a cold beverage, because uh, it is hot out, and the racing is only getting hotter. Ah, as you notice, there's no pop quiznos this week, so we're going to bypass all that. We're going to dive right into the Xfinity, the Xfinity race. Um, we did not have a truck race this past weekend. Uh, the trucks were off. And so... We move on to the Xfinity Series race, which I did not see. I was at a, a barbecue. I got home and actually just missed the SRX Series. So I missed two races. I was able to replay the SRX race, but we'll get to that. But this race, I listened to a little bit of it on Sirius XM. Um, and... Uh, while this race, I think I, you want to talk to Henry 180. The story coming out of it is not Ty Gibbs winning the race for yet another win this season. But the big issue coming out of it was Noah Gregson. Uh, Noah Gregson, uh, a driver for, um, for uh, Junior Motorsports, uh, driver of the nine car. The young man who uh, is pretty much, I don't want to say the standard bearer for Junior Motorsports. He's, he's certainly up there and one of the high prospects to move into the Cup Series. He uh, had a little incident on the track. and This little incident took out quite a number of cars. Um, at lap 26 of a 48-lap race. Thirteen cars. 
according to RacingReference.com. And this started with beating and banging between him and Stage Karam. Now, Stage Karam is a uh, part-time IndyCar driver. You may may have heard of him. Um, He uh, was making a start for uh, Tommy Joe Martins in the number 45 car, the Alpha Prime car. And their beating and banging um, led to Noah Gregson dumping just straight up driving right into the side intentionally into the side of Karam in turn four, blocking up the track uh, and taking out multiple cars um, like Daniel Hemrick, Tyler Reddick, who was driving the 48 car of um, Big Machine Racing, uh, Landon Castle, Maya Snyder, uh, Brett Moffitt, and so on and so on. Uh, Brandon Butler being another one of those. And um, there were cars that were in the air. I mean, cars that were, you know, just all over the place. This was not a good wreck. And knowing that this was intentional, um, NASCAR, you know, did not park um, Gregson knowing the whole, you know, until they got both sides of the story. Uh, involving this, uh, there were a lot of comments made between both drivers afterwards. No fisticuffs, no confrontations, uh, but certainly made their uh, their their feelings known um, in post race interviews. Uh, Gregson would go to finish eighth, but by Wednesday uh, he would be hit with a thirty thousand dollar fine, um, lose driver and owner points. And uh, this was a big black guy. Um, This was, you know, his team owner, uh, Dale Jr., who has stood by Gregson's side for a number of years, um, involved a number of incidents in a number of years. He um, would uh, go on to say that he would not condone this. And um, I think, you know, he... he, uh, by him saying this, it put him in a really odd position um, as both a broadcast journalist like um, Junior is as a color commentator and race announcer on NBC being in the booth for this and being an owner. He, you know, he's kind of placed in a weird position, but he would go on to say this on um, one of the XM radio shows. I believe it was the morning drive or yes, I believe it was the morning drive where uh, he was. They had him on and he talked about this and it, it really says that Noah Gregson, while he's got a good future ahead of him, this is not his first run and he's hit, he's had multiple run ins in the past. Uh, with multiple drivers, and this is a young man who, uh, like I said, he's got he's got a good future. He's run run well in the Xfinity series and run pretty okay in a um, a, f- a handful of Cup starts. But this is certainly putting a uh, a big black eye on any prospect he has to um, move up in the into the Cup series. 
Um, and uh, this is pretty big. It's a pretty big statement uh, for Junior to say this publicly. Um, and also, but, you know, it, it left a black eye on, like I said, on the race, uh, which saw, you know, it looked like the Kyle Larson show. Um, Kyle, who was running the uh, the number 17 car for Rick Hendrick, um, the HendrickCars.com uh, Chevrolet in Hendrick's uh, return to the Xfinity series, uh, a series that uh, that his son Ricky ran for a number of years. Um, and uh, in the number Ricky ran um, up until uh, injuries put him out of the car and into a ownership role, um, before Ricky Hendrick lost his life in a plane crash. So, Kyle Larson, this was about to be a feel-good story. Rick Hendrick returning to victory lane in the Xfinity series. But Ty Gibbs, I'm like I said, I'm not a fan of Ty Gibbs. I've said this in the past. Um, but the kid is definitely talented. Um, he would uh, pick up yet another win uh, in the series. His fourth win of the season. And um, he's certainly becoming the odds-on favorite to win the Xfinity Series. I don't think anybody could stop him. You know, 16 races that he has run and four wins. That's that's a pretty good average. Uh, right now, he is second in the points. So, with that said, I mean, this is pretty good. Um, you know, and watching, you know, cause I did watch the highlights of this race, watching the way he has adapted to these road courses and just all these tracks. I, I initially said he's the next coming of Kyle Busch after watching the, um, the Peacock highlights, you know, about a half hour of highlights for the race. I'm starting to think that Kyle Bush, maybe, but I'm seeing a lot more of Jeff Gordon. Uh, Jeff Gordon became a really good road racer um, and certainly one of the best of all time that he that this young man is definitely a generational talent. Now, these are only with the Xfinity series, uh, kind of the haves and have nots. You have a lot of power teams like Hen uh, Junior Motorsports, obviously Hendrick getting back into the sport for. <coughs> On a part-time thing, but uh, we'll see when he go when he goes to cup. It's not if he goes to cup, but when he goes to cup, if he could continue on this role. Um, but from what I've seen in the Xfinity series, he's really impressing me. Um, I may not like his attitude, uh, much like Gregson, but at the same time, you can't deny talent. Uh, so with that said. Uh, we move on to the Cup Series race uh, the very next day. And we would, speaking of road racers, we would see Chase Elliott, uh, who has become quite a bit of a road racer. His first win was on a uh, the track at Watkins Glen. Um, and he's won at Circuit of the Americas and is the defending um, race winner at last year's uh, first ever road course race at Road America. 
uh, he would dominate the race, but be beaten at the end by Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick, who had a rather hard hit in that Xfinity Series race, picks up his first win of the season and puts Richard Childress, one of the Richard Childress cards, into the playoffs, becoming the 13th driver to win this season. Now, um, this race wasn't as all over the place as the Xfinity Series race. None of the real hijinks, with only three cars failing to finish, you know. Uh, one of those being uh, the teammate of uh, Tyler Reddick, uh, Austin Dillon. Um, but we would, we would definitely see... A lot of good road racing this weekend, this past weekend, I should say, uh, with the with the teams. Um, you know, there were certainly some of some of the contenders that I thought would be up there. AJ Allmendinger picks up a top ten. Michael McDowell picks up a top ten. Last year's Daytona five hundred winner. This year's Daytona five hundred winner, uh, Chase Sindrick finished ahead of him. Daniel Suarez picks up a top five. In the Jockey Chevrolet, uh, the winner at the last road course, which was um, Sonoma. So you had all those guys, uh, Ross Chastain and Kyle Larson, uh, finished fourth and third, respectively. But uh, on this list, uh, Joey Hand. Joey Hand driving for Rick Ware Racing, a team that's, well, let's be honest, not really the best. Uh, he finishes 21st after running in the top 10, top 15 for most of the day. And the outside pole sitter, Chase Briscoe, um, finished 14th. And the reason why I bring up Chase is because he was one of my odds-on favorite to win um, starting on the outside pole. And and Chase himself is a, a pretty good road racer. Uh, won the first ever uh, Roval race in the Xfinity Series. He's run well at these races. He runs well at the dirt, um, but still looking for that second win of the season. Uh, just like Ryan Blaney and Kevin Harvick, who finished uh, 10th and 11th, you know, were knocking on the door, trying to trying to kick that door in for their first win of the season. So, um they move on to Atlanta uh, this coming weekend with the Cup Series running the Quaker State 400, sponsored by Walmart, uh, and their second trip to the new high-banked Atlanta uh, Motor Speedway. Uh, the Xfinity Series will race on Saturday uh, in the Allsco Uniforms 200. In the trucks, the trucks will not be racing at Atlanta, actually. They will be doing a little bit of uh, left and right-handed turning uh, as they run the course at Mid-Ohio with the IndyCar Series race this past weekend. Um, and uh, which would see Scott McLaughlin pick up his... First win of the season, his second career win in the IndyCar Series, uh, beating out Alex Pillow, uh, McLaughlin, and the uh, the New Zealand native 
who came over from the V8 supercars, uh, led 45 laps, 45 out of a 80 lap race, um, beating out, uh, at last year's, uh, IndyCar series champion, Alex Pillow and, um, McLaughlin's teammate Will Power for the win as um, a couple of the contenders fell out early on like Felix Rosenquist fell out earlier on with some mechanical issues um, Patricio Award uh, a big time contender and a guy who I've actually started to follow um, actually he uh, he fell out at lap 52 after leading early on in the race, 28 laps. Uh, so this was pretty big. And this was another race that had a lot of controversy as um, between teammates, actually, as Alexander Rossi had mixed it up pretty good with uh, teammates Colton Herta and Simon Pagenaud, um to the point where Michael Andretti uh, had to have a little team meeting and I'm, from my understanding, things got a little heated between the teammates and Andretti. Uh, trying to trying to uh, quell <coughs> a lot of the lot of these situations, as it's public knowledge now that Alexander Rossi will be leaving Andretti Autosport at the end of the season. Um, Rossi, who is uh, the 2016 Indianapolis 500 winner, uh, will be moving on to a third Aero McLaren uh Schmidt Peterson team uh the the uh the Fuse Aero cars he'll be moving on to uh as a teammate to Rosenquist and uh Patricio Award. Uh so this is um kind of kind of big, you know. There's rumors that the Andretti team is kind of imploding right now and on itself between its drivers. Um, you know, as Kyle Kirkwood's waiting in the wings for that seat, uh, just biding his time. I, I, I don't know. Uh, um, you know, I'm not really on the side of either the drivers or any of the three drivers, to be honest. Uh, it's just, it's just a shame that that kind of became the storyline, uh, of that race, much like Gregson being the um, the storyline of the Xfinity Series race kind of overshadowed a great moment for Scott McLaughlin and anybody who had followed him from the V8 supercars where he was a former champ. Uh, but uh, moving on, and what I thought was the race of the weekend, um, and that would be the SRX Series race. This is their third race out of six races. And um, they put on a show. Um, Marco Andretti, Ryan Newman, Greg Biffle, I'm Tony Stewart. These guys put on a hell of a show. Uh, and at the end of it, Ryan Newman would top off a comeback story um, unlike any other. Um, most most of you fans listening probably know Ryan Newman as the Rocket Man, uh, who drove for Roger Penske for many years, um, before moving to Stuart Haas, then then on to 
Richard Childress and later on um, Jack Roush. And had that really horrific, scary wreck at the end of the 2019 Daytona 500. I actually had to stop and think what year it was. Uh, that, that pretty scary wreck that uh, saw him, uh, 2020 maybe? Hold on. Uh, I actually have to check this. Um, I just want to double check, make sure I have the right year. Uh, bear with me one second. <laughs> um, anyway, Newman had that wreck where his car was mangled. Uh, he was rushed to the hospital. Uh, we were all thinking the worst. But uh, Ryan, Ryan Newman had uh, returned to racing in uh, the last year or so. But was left out of the, uh, the NASCAR seating chart when Brad Keselowski uh, bought into Roush Fenway Racing. And actually would... Um, it was 2020. Okay. Um, but anyway, he would um, find, find a spot where he would not have a ride in 2022, would eventually run the full season of the SRX series, uh, reuniting him with um, teammate Tony Stewart on uh, Stewart and uh, Ray Everham's new venture. And it paid off, uh, paid off big time, um, picking up a win at Stafford and being a, a feel-good redemption, not really redemption moment, but kind of going back to the top of the hill. Uh, this is a guy who was very fast early in his career uh, for many years, former Brickyard 400 winner, former Daytona 500 winner. Matter of fact, had won the 50th Daytona 500, so that that's... That's a little footnote for you guys. When somebody asks who won the the 50th anniversary of the Daytona 500, you could say Ryan Newman. And that was actually Roger Penske's first win in the 500. So, with that said, you know, he he ran a good race. Um, Marco, An Marco Andretti. I, I'm not... One to say a lot of good things about Marco Andretti because personally, I never initially liked him. Um, granted, you know, the Andrettis and the Uncers, I, I was always on the Uncer side, so when you rooted for the Uncers, it was like you kind of had to hate the Andrettis. Um, but giving credit where credit is due, Mario Andretti obviously is one of the best racers of all time, hands down. I'd put him. In the top three of all-time best um, American open-wheel racers, uh, it would be A.J. Foy, Mar Mario Andretti, and um, Rick Mears. So those would be my top three. But then you had Michael, who I really do believe should have at least won an Indy 500 as a driver, never had the chance as an as a driver, but would um, would 
run very well and has run a, a wonderful team. Uh, finding his footing more of an owner in the sport. Um, and then you have Marco, who actually, you know, it seems like his IndyCar career has fizzled out. But obviously, he is not one of these drivers who um, who really needs to run all the races. He'll run Indy and run well. Um, he's another driver who should have won an Indy 500. Uh, got beaten out uh, by... Sam Hornish Jr. in 2006, and probably one of my favorite IndyCar finishes. Uh, One of the best ones, I think, um, with the two of them coming to the checkered flag. But uh, with that said, Marco has certainly found himself a home in the SRX series. And I think he may be, by the end of six races, he may actually be the guy to walk away with the championship. Right now it's between him and Tony Stewart, and certainly Ryan Newman is up there um, after some strong finishes in the first three races. The next race they move on to is the Nashville Fairgrounds, where two-time IndyCar Series champion and Nashville native Joseph Newgarden makes his um, makes his SRX series debut. And I think this is going to be great, you know, racing at the fairgrounds. Uh, Last year, they had a really good turnout. I will say the SRX series has been sold out at every event. I know somebody who tried to get tickets to Stafford. They were completely sold out. Um, And that's the way it was at South Boston. And um, prior to that, at Five Flag Speedway. Every time I watch an SRX series race, fans are loving it. Uh, The ratings are really good for uh, racing on a Saturday night. I think that this this series is certainly a hit. Uh, And and I expect it to continue at Stafford, then I-44, the Kent Schrader-owned track, and then finally at Sharon Speedway, the Blaney, the Blaney family own track. I think that's going to be really big. So I'm looking forward to the rest of the series. Uh, hopefully you are too. Hopefully you're watching on Saturday nights if you're home. You know, maybe playing a little bit of uh, Among Us or whatever. You know, or, or just have it on while you're sitting there having a few beers with friends. Uh, lounging on the couch. I definitely say it's worth it. It really is. Um, it's it's a great time. The races are two hours. Uh, Alan Beswick, one of the best announcers in racing, is the play-by-play guy. And they have a rotating cast of um, color commentators. I know for the first two races it was Connor Daly. And uh, last week at, um, at Stafford, they had Willie T. Ribs in the booth. Uh, and Willie T is a very interesting character. Uh, so it certainly made it fun. He definitely knows his stuff. Um, so with that said, you know, definitely check out the SRX series. Definitely check out the, um, the, uh, the cup series racing at Atlanta. I'm expecting a lot of craziness, uh, this week, uh, with the new Atlanta track. And I'm definitely, um, interested in mid-Ohio. It seems like road racing certainly brings out the craziness at um, in the trucks. Uh, you get a lot of interesting stuff, especially when they used to run Mosport. Uh, 
I forget how many times there's always been some kind of beating and banging and last lap crashes and wrecks uh, that are that are notorious for it. IndyCar has the week off. Um, they will be returning on the 17th uh, to Toronto, the streets of Toronto. Um, so a uh, couple bit of news bits uh, before I go. Um, it looks like that this uh, this race at Road America may be the last race as Road America has not signed a deal on new NASCAR's schedule. Cup Series schedule for next year, as it looks like it will be replaced with a street course race running through the streets of Chicago. Um, in my opinion, is that, you know, probably the, you know, I'm not a fan of street course racing for stock cars. I've watched it in what was the old Cast Car Series, which is now NASCAR's uh, Pinty's Series. Uh, the Canadian series up there, they run a lot of uh, street courses as part of their schedule uh, in conjunction with IndyCar. Not a fan of it, but it's thinking outside the box. But Chicago, I wasn't, I'm not sold on that. I'm not sold. Chicago land uh, was good at first, but really didn't hold the crowd towards the end. That's why they're off the NASCAR schedule and pretty much in mothballs. Um, if they're going to run a street course, you know, something like a road, not a road America, uh, Long Beach or Toronto or um, there's a couple of other places where I can picture a better street course for NASCAR. Um, you know, even, you know, even looking through some of these uh, Belle Isle, Belle Isle was something somebody mentioned uh in Detroit, I think that would be a great place for a road course, to be honest. But obviously, if IndyCar is leaving Belle Isle to run through the streets of Detroit, uh, downtown Detroit, uh, it, that's unlikely to happen at this point. Um, another bit of news. Uh, there is talk. There is talk. The rumors will not die down of Junior Motorsports moving to the Cup Series. Now, this is something that they've been um, looking into for quite a while. Uh, the rumors won't die down. Um, obviously, the after the whole Noah Gregson incident with um, Junior on the radio talking about cup opportunities for Gregson, uh, you know, this had come up and this had come up multiple times that um, that they that they really are looking in. And um, the biggest hurdle they have is the charter system. Uh, it's not so much the uh, the next-gen car, but it is the charter system, seeing how much the charters go for. Uh, you know, they were, there was quite quite a pretty penny for, um, for not only the charters to get uh, 2311 and Trackhouse in the door, but uh, they... The, you know, for them to expand to two teams, that's been pretty big. So uh, that's something that they're looking into. And uh, there actually is one possible landing place for a charter. Uh, granted, it would have to go through um, some interesting logistics, but uh, possibly the uh, JTG Doherty team uh, might not last 
2023. Um, the Tad and Jody Koschekter owned team, along with um, former NBA star Brad Doherty, maybe looking to sell, uh, depending on sponsorship uh, with with that team. Uh, I know they had just signed Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Uh, to next season, but there there's still some questions about that team floating around, uh, and there is the possibility that NASCAR may yank charters from teams in the bottom three in points for the last couple of seasons, uh, which is possibly Rick Ware Racing, uh, Live Fast Racing, and, uh, well, both Rick Ware Racing teams along with uh, Live Fast. There, so there are possibilities that NASCAR may be able to revoke those charters, make them run as open teams, and resell them. And so that those are certainly possibilities. There's also... The, a rumor that I've heard floating around saying that um, that Stenhouse and that 4017 may be sold to KHI. Now, KHI is Kevin Harvick Industries, or Kevin Harvick Incorporated. Um, Kevin used to own a Xfinity Series team and a Truck Series team, and both of them had been very successful. Uh, the Xfinity Series team uh, would have... Multiple drivers drive for not some with full seasons, other with partial seasons, and see drivers like Tony Stewart and Bobby Labonte, uh, among others, drive for them uh, with sponsorship. And uh, in the trucks, would have multiple truck championships with Ron Hornaday Jr. kind of reigniting his career in the trucks and helping his Hall of Fame worthy career. And um, there's rumors that KHI, which also is in a sports agency firm, uh, may come on and either buy into the uh, the 47 team or completely buy out the 47 team, uh, depending on um, you know circumstances, uh, just to keep uh, Stenhouse in a ride. Now, that's, that's kind of far-fetched, but uh, it's not the first time I've heard that rumor, um, because apparently that's going around. So, uh, we'll be on the lookout for that. Um, I just found out today from a really good source, um, switching gears, uh, that uh, the big local race around here it just happens to be one of the biggest short track races in the country, and that is the Oxford 250. Uh, one of the biggest short track late model races in the country attracts uh, quite a bit of um, late model drivers from around the country. And two drivers, which are full-time cup drivers, and I'm not going to mention names or the team that they will be driving for, uh, will be having two full-time cup drivers, and one of them is a winner this season, Uh come to try to win the Oxford 250. Now, um, I'll have more news on that when it actually breaks, but I got this from a very reliable source, um, somebody who is very close with the team owner that will be putting these cars on the track is these two cup stars will be teammates uh, for this team, and it is a team that in the past has actually won the Oxford 250. 
a couple of times. So uh, be on be on the lookout for that. Um, I just wanted to kind of break that bit of news. And um, with that said, enjoy your weekend. Hopefully you'll be watching the racing at Atlanta and Mid-Ohio and certainly National Fairground Speedway. And until next time, uh, I'm Matt Hardman, and I will see you at the track. Bye, everybody.